I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Odette probably has one of like the worst destructions, but then the aid that we're getting is really less than half of what the other storms had. Help is slowly coming, but we really need way, way more help. People are still like sleeping without roofs. Their kids are already like dying because they're still not getting properly medicated. That was Cara Rosas of the Shargao-based NGO Localab. Since Super Typhoon Odette left a trail of massive destruction throughout Visayas and Mindanao, many individuals and organizations have mounted donation drives and relief operations. But a month later, thousands of people remain displaced cold and hungry. I'm Izzeli, and you're listening to Puma Podcast. In this episode of Teka Teka, we take you down to the barangays still reeling from this disaster. Tourists from all over the world love the island of Siargao for its pristine beaches and laid-back lifestyle. But when the surfing paradise got ravaged by the strongest storm of 2021, Cara Rosas of Local Lab says nothing was left in its wake, not even for the people living on the island. Like now, you see that they have no more houses, their livelihoods completely gone. All the farms that we work with, nothing lasted. Most of the boats of the fishermen, they're all gone as well. Evacuation centers where people are supposed to be living in, most of them collapsed also. The thin scraps that they have from their old roofing has like a metal sheet over them, like when they sleep at night because there's nothing. There's still no proper signal in majority areas. So communication is really hard, like getting to know what the disaster really is on the ground and getting the word out there. And all the news you were getting was from like people who would have to take boats, like pump boats, just to get to the mainland. There are a lot of donations of water tanks also like, that are coming in the island, but those, like, there's still no power in the island, so they're running on generators and gasoline. Local Lab is crowdfunding donations to fix roofing for thousands of households. They are also setting up community kitchens to feed people with hot meals. But according to Kara, this is far from enough. And since Shargao is an island community, it can take some time for help to get there. The private initiatives, they're really just amazing. If like you've seen like all the commitment of everyone, all the volunteers from everywhere, it's really so inspiring. But it's hard because we're just barely making a dent. Now like there are trucks coming in with the Roros, but even like some of the Roros, the boats broke. So there is like really a bottleneck with the nations because only one um like only one Roro out of how many is operationalized. Some places look like the same as it was three weeks ago when the storm hit. Because really, like, there's no, there's not much help coming in. Like, most of the help also is like a lot of private initiatives helping. And like, there are some organizations coming in the island. 
there are initiatives also by the LGU that are being done. I guess also like for the LGU, they also lost everything. All their government buildings are gone. Their people in the LGUs also lost everything. So we're also like doing our best to like to try to understand them and like why helps a little slow. And in the start, also there was some looting because people were so desperate that they had nothing left. So it was really like a man for himself. The situation is just as dire in Negros Oriental. Keith Hasaram, a private citizen volunteer, shares the catastrophe she witnessed during her missions to Bae City, one of the areas badly hit by the typhoon. It's kind of a low land, so it became a cesspool of all the waters coming down from the mountains. We drove by downtown as in putik-putik talaga. People are living in Trapal. Trapal, the hygiene is an issue because of this. People are getting sick typhoid fever, rashes that, you know, people need medicine and hydration. Everything was muddy, as in all the businesses downtown were shoveling mud out of their puestos. And walang tubig, walang electric for days. Recently lang nagka-electricity ang baes. Mahirap talaga bumangon ng negros. Kate has been tirelessly conducting food drives and relief operations, distributing care packages and gallons of water around the area. But sometimes, she couldn't help but fear for her own safety when people became aggressive out of desperation. They're grabbing, as in, delikado na tumayo sa labas ng kotse kasi kukunin talaga nila yan. We get warning na don't leave the car, just give from the window, mga ganyan ba? Saka COVID ngayon, walang nagmamask. It's really the safety. Supplies are running low. Naglulut na yung mga tao. The shipping lines here are not fully operational because of COVID. So you see trucks parked outside by the, ship, the, by the port because people from Cebu are also looting in Dumaguete and taking it back to Cebu to provide for their people. According to her, 50% of the donations in Negros Oriental come from foreign donors who feel the void the government has left. She also says food and supplies are now scarce and can no longer sustain people for the coming days. Supposedly, may ayuda na yung government, pero wala pa kaming nakikita dito tal- talaga sa totoo lang. And I've been there four times, I've driven by four times and did my missions on four separate days. And you can see an improvement, pero... Sila, sila lang din. Every foreigner that I talk to are like, why isn't government doing anything? We do not see. Pati nga ako eh, naka-four visits na ako, kahit mag-contact kami with LGU to say, pwede bang magpa-escort with police? I don't know where they are. <laughs> why do I do it? Kasi wala na silang maaasahang iba sa ngayon. If government steps up, maybe the private sector will take a step back. In December, the national government vowed to distribute 50,000 cash aid for typhoon-hit families. President Rodrigo Duterte, in his public address on January 10, insisted the national government was not late in its response to Typhoon Odette. Hindi kami naglate. Hindi kami late. Ang, ang response ng government is, uh, we were there the day or the following day after the typhoon. Yung mga nyug, pati yung kahoy na natumba sa tabing daan, 
I made it impossible for us to do with our uh, duty with this parts. So don't don't come in aga. Yung accessible by the navy, walang problema. In small communities throughout the mountainous islands of Negros Occidental live the indigenous peoples or IPs who also got hit by Odette and need shelter materials and livelihood aid. Here's Mili Kilaiko of Negrense Volunteers for Change or NVC Foundation. And this is a man living under the roofs which have crumbled. And so they're just there right under, like, like it was a cave. I also received a picture once of a lady who lived on her bed and, you know, she had her mosquito net hung between two trees. And of course, that night, you know, it rained, so I just, just couldn't sleep. We're building 100 houses, but it's just a very, very small percentage compared to, you know, the, the great devastation. The loss of livelihood actually is the one that is causing, you know, a lot more despair. We're helping one community. They used to grow oysters, which we call Talaba, and all their growing pens have been destroyed. So it's a community of 36 families who depend on that for their livelihood. For this indigenous peoples who live very high up in the mountains, help doesn't come easy. Help towards the building is still, you know, badly lacking. And then, of course, restoration of livelihood. IP communities, for example, since they're very poor, they have no access to communication. And so, so help is also slower. The road is very bad. You know, a lot of the road system has also been destroyed because of typhoon. Because regular trucks cannot reach the place. So we had to ask the LGU to provide dump trucks, which could go up higher. So access to areas actually is, is kind of difficult. On the onset, it was more difficult because there were a lot of fallen trees. One thing is certain, it's going to take years to rebuild lives after Odette. Kara, Millie, and Kate say the regions need to build back better. And to do that, they need our help. And if we don't build of quality or if we don't rebuild back strong, the houses are going to wa- get washed away and this will happen again. For private like individuals who really want to help out, just even like donating to the cause really helps. Like whether it's 10 pesos or 100,000 or so, that's just so much help for the community. We hope that we can continue receiving support from everyone. If you'd rather do it elsewhere, please, please do it. Whichever way is more comfortable for you. But really, there are just so many ways for you to be able to help and, and see people rise again. How do we teach people to prepare their homes for the next Baguio? Yeah, so we're still figuring all that out. We have to prepare for climate change, which is already here. Government should wake up or we won't have a Philippines to take care of anymore. If you wish to donate, please visit the website of Local Lab and NVC Foundation or get in touch with Kate Hasaram on her Facebook page. Again, I'm Izzeli. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.